Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. It's episode 165, and Alan's here. Hello, Alan. You all right, Adam? How are you doing? Not bad. How are you? I am a little bit excited. You must be excited now. Just a little bit. Is it three days? Um, About that, yeah. Pretty much three days. That's enough. I'm, three um, days and you're flying out. Yeah. The kids are up a height. Already? Yeah. Every morning they wake up, are we going to Mickey's, Mickey's boat or we're going to Disneyland today? No. No, not today. We're, never, we're not going to Disneyland, children. Listen. Yeah, yeah. I'll beat it into them. Walt Disney <laughs> World. So you go on Thursday, is it? Um, We're, we're heading down to Manchester on Thursday. Yep. We're going to the Coronation Street tour. I know that's not Disney related. Oh, okay. Didn't realise you were doing that. Um, and then we fly out on Friday morning at 11 o'clock. Nice, nice, easy flight time. Okay, that sounds good. And then you'll be staying in... Well, we'll talk about where you're staying and all that sort of stuff later on, rather than talking about that now, because that's all going to be part of uh, today's show. So it is episode 165. It's for the 24th of May 2015, if you want to know what the date is. We are going to be today doing a little bit of news and rumours and closures and all those bits and pieces. We're also going to be bringing you the next round of Disney's Ultimate Attraction. And then we're going to be uh, talking about to Alan about his uh, little adventure to Walt Disney World and the sort of things that he's going to be up to and and uh, talk through that. We also want to give you a bit of an update on Run Disney and um, the Disneyland Paris Half Marathon and our Disney Brit running team. And I think that's the whole show, isn't it? That is pretty much the whole show. Fab. So that's pretty good. So, so much stuff to look forward to. So much, so much stuff to look forward to. Which uh, just listening to Alan talk about his holiday and they're all going to be extremely jealous because he's going and we're not. I think it's going to be wonderful. I can't wait for that particular part of the show. I'm so excited. Anyway, um, bear in mind, uh, we need to talk about your holiday, which is going to take us forever anyway. I suppose we'll be getting on with the show, and it's time for some Disney news and rumours. Good morning, sire. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. Okay, then it's time for some Disney news and rumours. So it's our three by two. Yes, it must be because there's four pieces of news. <laughs> so it's our four by two. You can tell Alan's written the show notes because they're all over the place. Yeah, so what we got, did it half on. <laughs> what we got going on then? Boathouse has the plan. Um, Team Beach Party down at Typhoon Lagoon. Star Wars. New tour at Epcot. 
<laughs> give me a title. <laughs> it just says Star Wars. Okay, so let's talk to you about what's going on at the Boathouse. As you know, as of the 18th of May, the Boathouse at Downtown Disney has become uh, available um, on the Disney Dining Plan, which means you can now go and add those two reservations. The restaurant is going to become a signature restaurant. This does mean you're going to have to use two credit meal options, just as you do for many others, including things like the Salier. It's also now available to reserve a table through the ADR system and via the My Disney Experience app. So I know we talked about this in a couple of episodes ago, didn't we, that it didn't seem to yeah. be appearing online I, I can't remember which program it was you had to go through it was something like top table or something like that right okay um and i i heard of people who have booked there previously and i tried to book a meal there I failed miserably using the other systems but but it is now available on the my disney experience thing so you can... except, except there was nothing available for me oh fair enough yeah um, so if you are thinking about going to Boathouse, say it's two dining credits, it isn't cheap. Uh, the the yeah, cur- current kind of reports that have come out of it say, you know, the food is, is pretty decent from what I've read so far. Not read anything yeah. outrageously bad about this particular restaurant. It was um, an article I saw where the owner was talking about it, the owner of the Boathouse, and he was yeah. saying that their parent company has just recently won an award for having the best steak in the whole of America. Oh, there you go. So that has got to be something good. Yeah. So um, if you've been to the boathouse or you're heading to the boathouse, you want to let us know about it, then radio at disneybrit.com, send us an email, and we can certainly include it in a future show, your review of what you thought about that particular location. I know, Alan, you're going there, aren't you? So but we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, so no doubt Alan will tell us what he thinks of it when he comes back as well. Okay, so that's the boathouse then. What is going on at Typhoon Lagoon? Well, I think you'll find it's time to surf up. Or party down. Oh Apparently, this is what it says on the official website. Yeah. At Typhoon Lagoon, there's a, a new event going to be happening on. It's going to be happening between the 22nd of May and the 5th of July. Yeah. June, July. Right. Okay. So it's that'll be all part of the coolest summer ever stuff. Oh going. yeah, because obviously that's that's happening again this year. Um, if it's anything like uh, last year's event that they did, it should be a pretty cool event. Did you manage to go down to it? Well, we didn't. They didn't do the coolest summer ever. It was okay. it was kind of frozen summer fun. Was the event that was happening, and it was happening at Hollywood Studios, and they had the fireworks and all those bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, so although they didn't do it in exactly the same way as they're doing it this year, the stuff they did was really good. All right. Okay. Well, I, th- I thought you'd been to something at Typhoon Lagoon, but anyway. Oh, sorry. No, I'm talking about coolest summer ever. Sort of okay. Like well, what what the the official Disney website says is join the surfers and bikers from Disney's channel. No, Disney Channel's upcoming Teen Beach 2 at the beach at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon Water Park as they bring back 60s style music and fun. Part of the coolest summer ever party stuff down at Walt Disney World. Now, from the sounds of it, it's going to be a lot of party games. I don't know if any celebrities are going to be there because obviously that would be something that would be a major pull down there because also it's on for about, what's that, seven weeks? Yeah, I don't I don't think it's celebrity-based. I think it's just yeah. to promote the new Disney Channel show, isn't it? A bit like the high school musical stuff that the um, studios used to have. Yeah. Um, so your guests can participate in Relays in the Sand, Hula Hoop competitions, water balloon games, um, and some groovy move dance party competitions. And uh, if you want to take part in these sort of things, keep your eye out for um, Team Beach Party 2 planners. I'll be wandering around and they'll be pointing in the right direction. When I first read this, I was quite excited. Yeah, but... Don't, don't question me that like that. Um, I thought, you know, this sounds quite good. If they're going to be filming it, is it going to be part of a 
the show, but then I realized, no, it's actually just activities. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm thinking, that water park's going to be busy anyway. Do I really want to go in there trying to pull more people into it? No, I, I don't know how this popular this will be either. It's, yeah. I, don't, I haven't seen Teen Beach Party, to be honest. I'm guessing, particularly from a, a UK audience, I don't know whether there's that much of a call for a beach party at Time for Game based around a TV movie, is there? Oh, okay, that, this, this is going to put us in an awkward situation. And I'm, I'm sorry if I've done this. Go on. You haven't seen the movie. No. I haven't seen the movie. No. The original Team Beach movie. Yeah. Why? Well, it's on the Disney Channel. We're clearly not the right age that they're aiming for. Um... To, to me, for me, being a, a male adult, yeah. the concept of seeing that movie, just by title alone, says it's wrong. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure it will. But that, to me, just says I can't watch it. Yeah, okay. Um, so I've, I've seen all the I've seen High School Musical and I didn't think there was any problems with that one but just Teen Beach movie just seems wrong just in my concepts so anyway, I won't be going to Typhoon Lagoon this year you're not going to go at all now I'm going to Blizzard Beach okay fair enough but I'll tell you more about that later okay, I was say, let's, let's not do that now <laughs> <laughs> I always have nothing to talk about later we've done it all yeah so um, May 22nd to July the 5th either avoid it like the plague or get yourself down there and hula hoop like the wind there you go Okay, so that's our uh, second piece of news, which is the Team Beach movie. Coming up next is, uh, well, Star Wars. Um, <laughs> well, you've just given me a start to start. No, we're talking a little bit about what's going on in uh, Hollywood Studios. If you're going over the next couple of weeks, this coming weekend, or no, this weekend now, that's happening now, is uh, the second weekend of Star Wars weekends that are happening. This weekend was uh, hosted by James Arnold Taylor. You could go along to the meet and greets. There was uh, Ashley Eckstein, Warwick Davis, Silas Carson and Vanessa Marshall, who some of you will know if you know the, uh, the Star Wars sort of um, genre well. Um, just to let you know as well, Darth Maul is once again going to be open. There's some um, loads and loads of stuff in here. They do um, just the, some of the coolest kind of uh, one-off collectibles. You've got your logo training pins in there. You've got your normal apparel. You've got a Star Wars Weekend's mini snow globe as well. Oh, yes, you have. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think I'd want one of these. I'm sure there are lots of people who listen to this thinking, I'd, I'd love a mini slow globe, but I don't want one of those. Uh, Ashley Eckstein's, I know, got her universe stuff going on there as well. And they, uh, do you know what? These are cool. These are kind of female, geeky clothing apparel and that sort of stuff which is quite cool they've also got the prop shop Watto's Grotto and X-Wing Collectibles going on there um, also if you um, fancy a treat they've got some Star Wars themed cupcakes going on you can buy a Han Solo in Carbonite Souvenir Popcorn Bucket which actually I think is quite cool and I actually quite like the look of and they've got some uh, special beverages as well with uh, some glow cubes in them and all those sorts of bits and pieces that are happening um, if you are heading to Hollywood Studios over the next couple of weeks do be aware that it is going to be heavily Star Wars weekends particularly obviously the weekends when all those things are going to be happening uh, you've got the Legends of the Force motorcades going on you have got um, a load of Star Wars weekends challenges and things like that going on the event stage which is the stage right in the middle of uh, where they're putting it basically in front of uh, the Chinese theatre 
Um, you've got Meet and Grizz, I've said. You've got the Star Wars Rebels Ultimate Guide, which is going on in one particular area. Jedi Training Academy is still happening. Um, and then the Theatre of the Stars has got loads of stuff going on. If you're looking for an evening fireworks display at the weekends, and I know there's the Frozen stuff going to be happening during the summer, if you're going to join Star Wars weekends, Symphony in the Stars is happening at 9.30. So don't go there on those weekends expecting there to be something Frozen related. The chances are you're going to be disappointed because it's going to be Star Wars related instead. So just to make you aware of all those things that are happening over the next uh, few weekends as Star Wars weekends goes on. I guess, Alan, you're avoiding... Star Wars weekends like the plague. Um, yeah, because pretty much as the title suggests, it uh, it's just not a film for me. You're not a fan, are you? And, you know. No, I'm um, Star Wars. I've not seen any of the Star Wars films. Um, I, well, I'll, t I'll tell you more about the planning later. But yeah. I had a word with my father-in-law today because we're going away with my father-in-law and mother-in-law. Um, and I said, do, "Do you like Star Wars?" And he said. No. Nah, I've never watched it at all, don't understand it. I said, perfect, because I've booked you everywhere where Star Wars isn't. So I've avoided it like the plague. But I'm going to say that um, I, I am a person who likes a speciality cocktail. Right. And the speciality beverages that you can get down at Hollywood Studios is part of this Star Wars weekend, and I'm hoping it's going to spill out into the normal days. You can get a Millennium Falcon Glow Cube. See, Not just cool. normal light-up glow cube, but Millennium Falcon one. See, that's 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 called cool, a Millennium Falcon uh, glow cube. I, 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 know I imagine you'd be able to get the um, Death Star one. Probably. Oh, I would think so. It's the right shape, isn't it? While we're talking glow cubes, yeah. have you seen the one that's going over for um, Disneyland California? The Is it the diamond one? Yeah. Yeah. That looks pretty cool. I'd like a few of them. Anyway, I don't remember you putting any um, Glow Cube news in. And I can't say it either. I keep saying Glow Cube. Um, <laughs> glow Cube news in. So let's move on. Let's go okay, to Epcot okay. then. What's happening at Epcot? Uh, Epcot, there's a, a new tour that's just been released. Um, the Will Showcase Des Destinations. There's an emphasis on nations there. Yeah. Discovered. There's a new walking tour that's now available at Epcot. Um, it's going to cost $109 plus tax per person. It's a five-hour walking tour. It's going to take guests around the creation of the World Showcase pavilions. The tour takes place both on stage and backstage, so you're going to be able to see um, both the front of house and the garbage bins around the back, um, or as I say, behind-the-scenes magic. Um, also, as part of the experience, will be lunch at one of the World Showcase restaurants. doesn't say which one. And um, a cultural demonstration at one of the pavilions. And the tour is going to be daily starting at 9.30 and 10 o'clock. And you will also need your park admission like you normally do. That doesn't sound too bad, $110. This appeals to me. I've done, having done the Keys to the Kingdom and having done Backstage Magic, I, I was kind of looking at what, there aren't any other sort of backstage tours that are on that, that sort of scale in a lot of the other parks. Yeah. And I think this fits that gap, the next one. So the chance to go around on this walking tour and understand more about how they built the World Showcase pavilions and all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. um this i think is perfect this i'd love to do this this would be fantastic i imagine also... that they're going to go behind the american venture yes i would think so as you get on the backstage magic uh i would guess they'll look at they'll bring up things like the color of the moroccan pavilion with tower of terror and all those sort of things and how they all link together um yeah. i'm sure they'll talk about the amount of space that's still available between each of the pavilions and 
I, th I think it'll be quite a cool one. And yeah. also five hours, it's a lot of stuff to cover in five hours. Yeah, there's, that's a decent length for a tour as well. Yeah, particularly when it's only half of Epcot, so... Yeah. But it sounds good to me. I, I'll be well up for that. Yeah. Well, get yourself booked in. Okay, I'll do that. On my next, my next trip, I think I might do that. World Showcase Destinations Discovered. That's, That's it. Every day, 9.30am and 10am for guests 16 and over. Is that new Google Drive? That sounds good. Not yet. I haven't started the Google Drive yet. That sounds good to me. Right, there's the four pieces of news. Let's talk about what's happening over at uh, the Magic Kingdom. Oh, well, Walt Disney World and Disneyland for uh, closures. You're pleased to know if you go into the Magic Kingdom, there's nothing closed. If you go into Epcot, there's nothing closed. If you go to Animal Kingdom, you've got Flame Tree Barbecue closed until the 3rd of June. Creature Conference is closed until the 14th of June, and that's expected to reopen as some sort of Starbucks. And Triceratops Spin is closed until the 24th of May. So it's, it, by the time you're heading out there, if you're listening to this show, the chances are it will have reopened. Disney Hollywood Studios has absolutely nothing closed as well. But Downtown Disney, if you're heading in that direction, there are still roadworks on the Buena Vista Drive, which will continue into spring 2016, where they're widening that road to 10 lanes, which is going to include dedicated bus lane and pedestrian bridges. Right, Disneyland Paris, what's uh, going on, Alan? Uh, Disneyland Paris, we've got um, three things closed, which are going to be closed all month at Disneyland Paris. I've dropped the accent because it's clearly offensive. <laughs> Has someone told you off? Um, and I can't say it without saying it French. Okay. The Carousel of Lancelot. Yeah, Lancelot's Carousel. Yeah. Yep. That's closed all month. We've got Le Mystery de Nautilus. <laughs> closed all month. Space Mountain Mission 2. I'm, I'm trying. Well That's good. And uh, You're trying. We know that. Yep. And also we've got Flying Carpets over Agrabah. That's going to be closed the 11th to the 20th. No, yeah. 31st. Is there any reason why you've just turned into Gollum at the point that you said that? <laughs> just that I, was trying to, I was trying to work out what sort of accent it should be. Or you just went Gollum instead. <laughs> yeah, see, basically. That's Sorry. What you just did. Okay, so they're all the things that are closed then. And uh, if you're heading over to there, then uh, you haven't got that much to shut. But uh, good news, Space Mountain opens about three days before I arrive. I've got to say, it's um, pretty, pretty cool the fact that both destinations, what Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris, haven't got a lot of stuff closed. No. Um, or anything of, of major importance. Please don't confuse things not being closed with uh, there also not being a lot of fences. There's still lots of fences. Um, so yeah. uh, my, my my holiday photos or photo pass will be all construction wall. Construction walls. Alan in front of a construction wall. Here he is. Uh, okay, so that is uh, everything that we're talking about with our news and rumours. I think we need to talk... Uh, should we talk Run Disney next? Yeah, we might as well. Okay, then let's talk Run Disney. I do like this. The only reason I chose this is because it's called Run Llama Run from uh, The Emperor's New Groove. That's the reason I chose that music. So what we're talking about Run Disney then. We mentioned it on the last Disney Brit. Do you want to explain to everybody uh, what developments we've got? What's going on? Yeah, I've got a pair of new shoes. There we go. Woo! And a bad knee. And a bad knee. I'm recovered and have now managed to run my first 5k, which Excellent. is pretty good going, so that's that's good. And at present, uh, uh, for the second weekend in June, I have got in my diary my first proper 5k run. I'm doing a park run uh, on the 13th of June, so this is that game, this is proper serious now. Um, wow. Is that I, on a Saturday? That's on a Saturday morning, yeah. 
Yeah, they all they all tend to be on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Um, I'll work on a Saturday morning, so I need to find something on a Sunday. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to be doing that. So that's my first proper run. So that'll be 5k. And then we are now officially booked, I believe. Um, what is it called? The colour run? Colour obstacle run? colour obstacle run. We should have been more prepared on that one. Why? I'll... I'll Hang on, a Colour Obstacle Rush, that's what it's called. Colour Obstacle Rush, there we go. Yes, that's what they call it. But it's basically a run. It's um there's the one that we're doing is gonna be in Newcastle. Um we are in the 130 race. It's it's on South Cosworth Park race course. And we'll be heading down the final furlongs. Um if you want to take some bookings and bets. Yeah. You know, Watch us well, crawl over the finish line. Or you could join I, us. Oh yeah, that would be fun as well. Um I had a word with Len Tester. Yes. And I was telling them that we were doing this. Obviously, me and Adam and a lot of other people that are joining us in this only started running this year. So it's, you know, anything could happen. And Len said, make sure you send us some photographs. Oh, man. Okay. So I've said, I'm going to do better than that. I'm going to GoPro it. Yeah, we're going to GoPro it. So we'll look very silly when we're finished, which so will be very funny. It sh hopefully it'll be fun. Or we'll just get the first few meters without paint and then the lens gets covered and we can't see a thing yeah that might happen as well i'm hoping it won't but it might you never know um so we're doing that as well and we continue to raise our money for uh caldwell children and at the minute we've got a nice little total that started so we thank all those people who have uh, already sponsored us we are still looking for more people to sponsor us because we're obviously doing these events in order to raise as much money for caldwell children in the build-up to september 2016 when we are going to attempt to do the disneyland paris half marathon uh, if you want to sponsor us you can go to justgiving.com uh, forward slash Disney Brit running team and you can uh, sponsor us over there whether it's as little as a pound up to a thousand pounds if you really want to or even more it's up to you you know if you've got the money please do give it to us um, but we're going to be doing all these in, in aid of that also to let you know that obviously we're doing this half marathon in March 2016 sorry September 2016 but in March 2015 16 I'm right um, get we're looking at doing another half marathon as like a warm up. So the Disneyland Paris one isn't the first one we ever do. We've kind of we know what we've let ourselves in for before we start doing it. Um, for those of you who are in the sort of area, there is the Adidas Half Marathon. It is run um, around Silverstone Racetrack. Um, so you actually run across the main part of the racetrack and then you double back and do another little part here and there. So it's a half marathon and uh, that is going to be. And the beginning of March 2016. Is there any pit stops? I hope so. You're going to need one. Change your tyres halfway around. It's longer than 3.1 seconds or whatever it is that they do these days. Uh, but the we are thinking of doing this as part of our running effort and obviously doing it in aid of uh, of uh, Caldwell Children as well as part of the whole running effort and the, the, the money raising effort that we're doing. So if you are thinking about or want to join us for that as well, you're more than welcome to come and do that. So the uh, online entries are now open for the 2016 half marathon. Uh, and I'll just give you the date for it in two seconds. I've now lost the date. Sorry. Right. Well, I'm going to add in something else that I'm doing personally. Yeah. My, doing? My, this is my first personal 5K challenge. Yeah. Um, I am doing it on the on Castaway K. Of course. Yes, you are. In um, a week on Friday, I can't remember the date now, but um, when we first booked our holiday and I found out that there was this 5k run on Castaway K, I thought, I'm going to do that. 
because of being a Disney obsessive. And that was my first push to actually start the running. And then obviously all these other things started to come into place. Yeah. So I'm not sure whether I'm going to film it or not. I might film it while I'm running yeah, around the should. island. Yeah, you should film it. That'd be good. I'll put it online at double speed. Yeah. Because otherwise it'd be very slow. You're not that slow, are you? Well, I don't know. I don't know how interesting the course is. That's true. Oh, it's, it's in the middle of the Bahamas. It could be quite interesting, I'll be honest. Um, it's going to be hot a... as well. Um, for those of you who are thinking about the Adidas Half Marathon, it is Sunday the 13th of March. If you want to join us for that and run for Cordwell Children, then you can join our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit Running Team. We've got over 40 members now who are all considering joining us to do this running challenge at Disneyland Paris. So... Uh, do please come over and join us over there and uh, there's all sorts of conversations going on isn't there yeah I'm just going to um, try and look at one, one thing I want to um, highlight and I think this is important as a bit of running advice obviously we're not experts in running um, so take everything with that what you say with a pinch of salt yeah. however I've developed over the past few runs a an issue which I believe is called runner's knee and it's a very very painful knee injury and I, I was actually starting to think, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this running at all. However, I've since found out that the best way to get rid of runner's knee is by doing a lot of stretches. And I don't know what you do, Adam. I know that I should have done stretches beforehand, and I basically just go straight into the running. Yeah, sometimes I'm terrible for doing that. So my advice would be learn from my mistake and make sure you do some stretching before and after you do your running. Otherwise, you could end up with a bit of pain. Yeah. Right, I know the information I was going to give also while I was looking for this. Disneyland Paris has got an official page now for the event on Facebook. Ah, yes, well remembered. And there is, according to their page, 6,500 people are going to the Disneyland Half Marathon. Disneyland Paris Half Marathon. Now, I don't know what the capacity is going to be for this event, but from what I've heard from other events... As soon as we find out that the tickets are available to buy, you need to be on that first day to get your tickets. Yeah, sorted. I think it's around. I want to say somewhere around the twelve thousand mark, usually for both the Walt Disney World and the Disneyland. Right. See that they might because this is the first one. They might not go for as as big a capacity. Maybe uh, they might not, but equally, I think. Um, I don't know whether it will sell out as quickly as the first ever one, but equally, I don't want to be in a situation where. It does, and we aren't prepared. So we're going to make sure we, we give people as much notice as possible when it goes on sale. We're hopefully going to find something else and some more information out in the next month or so, we're expecting. So that would be good if we do hear something sooner rather than later. There's a lot of people asking questions on that page, but there's not a lot of answers coming back. No, there isn't at the we minute. I don't know whether they're, they're going to reveal anything just yet. Um, someone's wrote on there, will there be a 5K pre-race like Disney usually does? No reply. Well, I would think, as the actual race weekend is happening, so it's the 24th, 25th, 26th, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I would assume that, as they're calling it an entire race weekend, there will be other events, shorter events, that will be in the build-up to the half, half marathon. Yeah, I, th I think you should be right. If, if there is the 5K, a 10K, and a yeah. the half marathon, my current mindset is that I want to do all three. Wow, okay. As long as I can get past me limping knee. You see, I think I don't. I don't think I'd be able to do all three. I think I. I would die. I think f first of all, you, you may have a problem with it because 
you're a teacher and you've yeah, got to explore. Yeah, I have to come out on the, Saturday, on the Friday evening. But the, the 5K, you know, it's it's relatively easy once you've started running longer distances. You know, it is, it's, it's a bit like a warm-up. If, if you haven't been running, it is a, it is a, it's a milestone. It is a challenge. Yeah, it is. Um, but I, I would like to think that I can do all three. It'll be fine. It will all be fine. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So there you go. Join. Um, you can join our page there. Facebook.com forward slash um, Disney Brit Running Team. Also, if you want to join the mailing list, it's DisneyBrit.com forward slash DBRT. And you can join our mailing list and any uh, information that we send out to people, then you will be able to get that straight into your inbox um, and uh, find out what's uh, been going on. Okay. Right. That's all of our running news then. So I think it's time to talk about... Disney's ultimate attraction. So then, Disney's ultimate attraction. For those of you who've not listened to the show before, don't know what we're doing. We're trying to find out what Disney's ultimate or what Disney World's ultimate attraction is by asking you to vote upon it. And you've been doing that over the past couple of weeks. And we got our four new pairings for this week: it's Mickey's Full of Magic versus Ellen's Ending Adventure, Country Bears versus Flights of Wonder. Walt Disney World Road versus the Pangani Forest Exploration Trail and Cinderella's Castle versus Castaway Creek. So, let's start off with our first pair then. It is Mickey's Filler Magic versus Ellen's Energy Adventure. So, Alan, talk to me. Which one mm. are you going for? It's, it's a tough one, that really. Is it? Really? Yeah, do you know why? Why? I both think, think they're both pretty pants. Wow. In, if... Well, in, in the olden days, back, back in the day when you used to get your tickets um, for Fast Passes, the amount of times you'd get a free Phil R. Magic Fast Pass as a bonus one. Yeah. It was all the time. And I think that's because of Downer's popularity. I, I think it's it's dated. It's, it's dated for two reasons. One, that sort of attraction is old-fashioned now. It's old hat. Okay. Not as old hat as the cardboard cutouts, though. Um, but also that the technology that they used in terms of the animation was the beginning of Disney using the 3D animation. Yeah. And you can tell that some of them 3D animated things look like they're just starting out, they're trying it out. If they redid the film, you know, it could be up there in, as, a, as a winner for me. However, on the other side, I, I just can't agree with the whole energy adventure thing. Um, Ellen is one of the worst animatronics I've ever seen. Yeah. Stroke likenesses. So basically, you you, you want to abstain. <laughs> I want to I want to vote them both out. Okay. Um, but you in terms of by if I, by choosing one and playing by the rules, yeah. I would choose Energy Adventure because you move. Okay. Fair That's enough. That's about it. So you're going Energy. I'll try again. Ellen's Energy Adventure. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, we talked about this on the Epcot. Uh, show when we did our Epcot overview about Ellen and about how out of date it is and the problem with Ellen's energy adventure is all of the energy that Ellen talks about that we're not supposed to know everybody knows about like solar panels these amazing new things called solar panels which oh hang on if I look at my window my neighbours got them on their roof these days yeah. um, it's it's been left it's been kind of, not left to fester that's the wrong word but just been left and not been updated and like you say it's completely out of date um, yeah <laughs> if, if if they sort of updated it and they put sort of some of the newer technology, even down to the renewable energy like um, hydro power. Yeah. 
Well, know, there, there is kind of a, a, a mention of hydro power, isn't there? But it's not particularly thorough. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, Ellen's Energy Adventure is out of date. Mickey's Fellow Magic. Yeah, I get that the technology that they used to do it is old now, and they've developed new technologies in order to do that, and that's fine. But I still don't think it takes away necessarily from what the show's all about. I love this show. I think it's great. You know, we don't turn around and say we hate Spaceship Earth because um, the uh, the animatronics in there are quite old. I don't hate Soarin' because actually the quality of the image is quite old now, and Disneyland's changed a little bit since that was done. Um, so I still like it for the fact that it is still a great attraction, the story is still great, the effects are still cool. I love the bit with the theatre, how it just suddenly disappears and then reappears. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with for, you know, I'm voting Mickey's Film Magic. Um, which is good, really, because uh, only three people, including you, voted Ellen's Energy Adventure. No! Means, yeah, which means Mickey's Film Magic is going through to the next round and we say it- goodbye to Ellen. You know when you said about the theatre disappearing and reappearing? Yeah. For a second there, I thought you were talking about Ellen's Energy Adventure. No. No, Mickey's Film Magic. So, Mickey's Film Magic makes it three. Right, next up is Country Bears Jamboree versus Flights of Wonder. Oh, man. Right, I'll start us off. I'm really struggling with this one. And the reason I struggle with this one is I like Flights of Wonder. It is a good show. But the problem with Flights of Wonder is you can see a bird show in a lot of theme parks. Yeah, okay, it's not themed as well. The story doesn't come through necessarily as much. But it's very generic in the in its content, in the way that it works. Uh, the whole bird fetching a dollar from someone's hand and flying it back, Universal Studios have been doing since the 80s. You know, I remember sitting there in the late 80s and watching that happen. Um, Country Bear Jamboree, again, is old. It's kind of old in the sense that it's not necessarily as funny as it used to be I do quite like the fact that it is a little bit politically incorrect all the guys that turn me on turn me down for example is one of the songs that the three bears sing um, and one of the things I like this is it's this is kind of a dis- Walt Disney original in the sense that he came up with the concept of this for what was going to be his Mineral King ski resort and this would be some of the entertainment you can go and see in the evenings when you weren't out skiing so I quite like the fact that Walt came up with this idea himself and Flights of Wonder is a little bit generic. So I think I'm going to go Country Bear Jamboree over Flights of Wonder just for, the again, the, the, the history's sake rather than anything else. Theory me. Go on, what are you going I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my head all the way through yeah, it. because you're going Flights of Wonder, you, aren't you? Yeah, just think, if, you, if you'd paid all your money to go on this um, ski resort and your evening entertainment was some animatronic bears... Yeah. I, I would feel cheated. But we were talking about like the the late sixties, early seventies here. Just just imagine if you went to a ski resort and all of a sudden they brought out the birds to fly around the room. That'd be more exciting. Okay. I know that they haven't, but anyway, Flights of Wonder wins it for me before I even go into my reasons. But um, I, I also disagree with you that it's the generic bird show. Okay. I've been to a lot of theme parks, more so in the UK, uh, that have bird shows. And these birds tend to fly through hoops and do um, jigsaw puzzles, Rubik's Cubes, and hula hooping. And um, Disney haven't really done any of those tricks. Okay. Because I think there's, there's, no, there's no need for the, the roller skating birds or the bicycle birds. Um, because they, they never really use them, them tricks when they're in the Amazon because 
Um, bicycle repair shops are hard to, hard to find. Fair enough. So, so you're um, going to fight to wonder? Yeah. Okay. Country bears go through. Oh, you're joking me. Only just though as well, but literally by two votes. That is that was ridiculous. And if it didn't matter if we'd have both voted for Flights of Wonder anyway, Country Bears would still have gone through because it had more votes originally by everyone who listens than us. So Country Bear goes through. Next up is the Walt Disney World Railroad that comes up against Pangani Forest Exploration Trail. So we're going for Alan. Two very different experiences. Totally different experiences. Now, I I appreciate there's the history of the trains and Walt Disney and all that, and the Walt Disney World Railroad is enjoyable as a as a journey but i wouldn't say it was an attraction i know disney say it's an attraction but i wouldn't say it as an attraction however the pengani um trail is is more of an attraction there's this more interest in there for me probably because you're a bit more hands-on and the other attraction is more passive you know you, you can have a sleep on the railroad where you can't really sleep on the uh, pengani trail because you've You've not got any distance there. Yeah. Um, I like I like the idea that you go through the the buildings and you end up in in Avery's or sort of where the birds are free flying even though you can see the nets. Yeah. But I don't like to see that because that sounds just wrong. So I like there's this one bit in there which I'm I'm gonna spoil the magic for everyone. Yeah. I don't even care. There's one fish tank which is jam-packed with fish. And there always seems to be a lot of fish in this tank. And I'm pretty sure it's lots of fish tanks in front of each other. Yeah, it could be. You could be right. So I think there's every chance that that's a possibility. And it so, just adds more depth to the bit, the fish there. But anyway. So what are you voting for? Um, the Pengani. Wow. Over Walt Disney World Railroad? Yes. Okay. Is that monumental? No. Um... Now, I was looking at these. I think if this was Maharaja Jungle Trek against uh, World Disney World's Railroad, I'd have gone Jungle Trek. Because I think the theming and the story that goes through Maharaja Jungle Trek is immense. Uh, and how that links to the whole of Harambe and all those sort of bits and pieces. World Disney World Railroad, again, it, it harks back to that whole World Disney thing. You know, Walt Disney loved trains. He loved model railways. He owned these trains. These were all... This was created specifically because... It was something that he was into. And I love the fact that you can get on the railroad and you can go on that entire tour around the whole of the park and you can see all the different elements of the entire park and, and see it from the, the comfort of your own seat as you're doing it. And I think it's a clever use of it because not only can you ride it, they also use it for part of the welcome show in the morning and the opening things that happen there. And and as much as I like Pangani, I don't think he quite has the same feel as Maharaja Jungle Trek. Um, so... Like I say, if it was Maharaja, I think I'd vote for it over what Disney World's Railroad. But mm. I think there's some neat little touches and clever little ideas in the railroad. There's um, Main Street Station, if you look around as you're in the queue inside the main building, you can see objects that are lost property and things that people have left behind. So there's a wooden leg in there from um, one of the characters from Mary Poppins. There's a... Um, a lantern which was left behind by Aladdin. There's, I think, something honey pot left there by Pooh. I think. Um, so there's, a, you know, there's these like kind of clever little touches that I quite like about it. Um, so I, I'm going to vote Walt Disney World Railroad. Although to be honest, it doesn't make any difference what we vote because the railroad was going through no matter what. Oh, I'm on a losing streak well, here. What's going on? Here. Okay, this is your last chance to redeem yourself. Okay, this is Cinderella Castle 
yeah. versus Castaway Creek. Now, we could argue to a blue in the face that a little bit like kind of Walt Disney World's Railroad, it's not an attraction. This is an icon. In theory, there is nothing inside it that you can ride. There's kind of the murals, I suppose, the mosaics that would class as an attraction within Cinderella Castle, but there's nothing in there that you would specifically say that is an attraction. But Disney classes as an attraction, therefore we put it in here. So it's Cinderella Castle versus Castaway Creek. Now, Castaway Creek is in the water parks, little kids' play area. So what are you going for, Alan? I'm gonna I'm gonna think of this differently Go to on. because the if 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 you imagine Typhoon Lagoon without Castaway Creek, I think it would still feel exactly the same. Okay. However, the, the Magic Kingdom without Cinderella Castle, it just wouldn't be the same. It just wouldn't have the the wow impact element to it. Okay. So I don't think I can possibly say Castaway Creek is better than Cinderella Castle for that reason. And, you know, if it wasn't for Cinderella Castle being built how it is, I wouldn't be able to get my kids dressed up like a beauty pageant and um, <laughs> eat breakfast until I, my eyes pop out. That is true. So you're going Cinderella Castle? Yeah. Okay. I don't see how I can't vote Cinderella Castle through. Like you say, it's the it's a weenie, it's an original. Uh, there's that clever force perspective element that happens with it. It is a massive icon, which actually, like you say, is a very, very important icon in the park. If Cinderella Castle didn't exist, you wouldn't get Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. You wouldn't get um, the um, Cinderella Royal Table. You wouldn't get any of the projection shows. You are unlikely to get the fireworks in the way that they happen either. You're not going to get Tinkerbell coming down the um, the wire. Sorry, flying from the castle. Um, you're not going to get things like you know the Year of a Million Dreams when they had the Cinderella Castle Suite. You wouldn't have any of those things. And equally, you wouldn't have Walt Disney cryogenically frozen in one of the towers. Um, or, or even the simple things like when you're on the, the ferry boats coming from the car park. Yeah, you wouldn't get um, that wow, that factor, wow factor. Exactly. So I think actually Cinderella Castle, as much as it's not an attraction, it's a very important icon because if it's removed, that's a lot of stuff to suddenly disappear. Castaway Creek, on the other hand, is a kid's play area. And I'll be honest, in the times that we've been to the water parks, I can count on one hand the amount of times we've really, really used the kid's play areas. I've got. To, I'm going to stop you there. Go on. It's a, a 2,000 foot long lazy river. Oh damn it! It is. I've got completely wrong. Sorry, you're dead right. Um, still, it's a lazy river, <laughs> isn't it? You're right. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. Count, count how many times that you've been around. Castle I know. Count how many times. But again, you know, it's it's a lazy river, isn't it? Yeah. You sit in a tube. You float around. Lovely. It, it, it's lovely when you're there, and you know, don't don't get me wrong. If they close it down, they'd be like, "That's not fair," because I like lining that and getting a suntan. But um, but it, if, if they took that away compared to taking away Cinderella's castle, that's a massive difference of, of something to take away, isn't it? Yeah. Um, amazingly, five people voted for Castaway Creek over Cinderella Castle, which I'm actually really shocked at, because they believe that apparently Castaway Creek is a better attraction than Cinderella Castle is. Bit more exciting. Yeah, I suppose it's a bit more exciting. Yeah, I suppose. But I'm you're going castle. You're going Cinderella Castle. Yep. I'm going Cinderella Castle. 
Cinderella Castle has wiped the floor with Castaway Creek. Absolutely wiped the floor. So um, we haven't got to worry about Castaway Creek going Excellent. through. Uh, which means that going through to the next round are Mickey's Filler Magic, Country Bear Jamboree, Walt Disney World Railroad, and Cinderella Castle. Uh, that means that we can move on to our next set of pairings. Now, if you go over to facebook.com forward slash just a bit podcast, there are actually a larger number of pairings this time. Um, we've got the Disney Bit Bite Size episode coming up uh, next week, but the week after is going to be uh, an extended version of Disney's Ultimate Attraction on the show. We've actually got eight pairs, and we're going to talk about those pairs as part of that show, and that's going to take up most of what the show is going to be about. Alan's actually away for that, so uh, we're going to be doing it with uh, mm-hmm. some other people, some nice people. And um, if you be if you fancy. Uh, do you know what? I've not talked to Alan about this, so I'm going to open this up now. If you would like to be on the next Disney Brit podcast to talk about Disney's ultimate attraction and have a discussion about what we're going to do with it, then email us radio at disneybrit.com and we're going to open it up to you guys to come and join me to talk about these attractions. So you know what it is we're comparing. We're looking at these. It's Space Mountain versus Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train versus Slush Gusher. Peter Pan's Flight versus The Chairlift. Um, that's the one in Blizzard Beach. Um, what, well, the, my teeth. I need to put them in today. Wildlife Express again, Train. Uh, yeah. Versus the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Illuminations Reflection of Earth versus the Sum of All Thrills. Primeval World versus the Disney Fan- Festival of Fantasy Parade. Move It, Shake It, Celebrate It Street Party. Although I know it's changed its name slightly now. It's coming up against Wishes Nighttime Spectacular. And then Monster Inc. Laugh Floor against Soarin'. That's a tricky one. That's a really tricky one. Um, so they are uh, the eight that we're going to be looking at in the next episode. All right. So if you are interested in coming joining us, radio at disneybrit.com. Come and say hello, and we can uh, get a little panel together, and we can do that together, which should be uh, a bit of fun, I think, for the next one. That then leaves us our last set, our last set for this particular round of Disney's Ultimate Attraction, and that will narrow it right down to what is going to be are even shorter list and I can tell you now looking at what we've got left in this ultimate attraction there is going to be some big names dropping out in the next round some massive names there are going to be some really really tough calls going through in the next round I think it, the next round is definitely where it starts to get very very interesting is Haunted Mansion still in? Haunted Mansion is still in Let, do you want the list of what is currently still in out of all the ones we've done? Go on then. So at the moment, still in is Pirates of the Caribbean, It's a Small World, Haunted Mansion, Expedition Everest, Kilimanjaro Safaris, Muppet Vision 3D, Main Street Electrical Parade, Wilderness Explorers, Star Tours, Toy Story Midway Mania, Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, Carly River Rapids, Beauty and the Beast, Fantasmic, Dumbo, Spaceship Earth, Jungle Cruise, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, Splash Mountain, Fest of the Lion King, The Magic Kingdom Welcome Show, Maharaja Jungle Track, Test Track, Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, Cinderella Castle, Walt Disney's Railroad, Country Bear Jamboree, and Mickey's Filler Magic. I listen as I've just read through that list. I can name probably three, maybe four in that list that I wouldn't be upset to see them disappear. But as for the rest, it's going to be massive. Some of those that are going to disappear. There's going to be some scams. Yeah. I think in the next round. As you were reading them, I was going, "Yep, that's on my to-do list." Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, which? How do we suddenly? Let's say Jungle Cruise comes up against. Big Thunder Mountain. How do you choose out of those two which is the better attraction? That's yeah. it's gonna be really, really hard, I think, when it comes to those next ones. But that'll be uh coming up in a couple of uh, episodes' time. But say if you do want to come and join me, radio at disneybrit.com and we'll uh, get a little group of us together on Skype and you can come and join us on the show and we'll uh, we'll do all these together. Right. 
that's everything we've got for Disney's Ultimate Attraction. We're going to take a very, very, very quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Alan about his exciting trip to Walt Disney World. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands and arms inside the train and remain seated at all times. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Right, well, Alan is indeed going on the wildest ride to the wilderness. It's called an aeroplane all over to Walt Disney World. And uh, what we thought we'd do is, is, you know, we like to talk about what other people do on their trips and I think it's always good to find out kind of how different people plan and get some tips from that and things uh so Alan it's over to you really do you want to talk to us a little bit about what you're up to uh okay. when you go over to Walt Disney World um well I'll, I'll start off with what we did a year ago okay, okay. so it, it started a year ago we were getting ready to go to Mouse Meats in yes. Manchester it was it was the day that we um we actually dropped an image off at school for the the last day before the holidays, and um, we booked the holiday. Now, we booked it with a company called Travel Counselors. Yeah. Now, they seem to be, and I'll, I'll apologize if I get this totally wrong, but they're more like independent travel companies, but they have a parent company that looks after them. Okay. So, for example, we, we knew what we wanted to do, and we said, right, okay, we want to go to, we wanted to fly from Manchester. We, we wanted to go to from Manchester so that we could fly into Orlando International Airport. Um, Manchester's slightly closer to us than Heathrow and Gatwick. Um, we wanted to go on the Disney's Magical Express, something that I've never done. And we wanted to stop in Port Orleans Riverside, we wanted to stop at the Animal Kingdom Lodge for a few nights, and we wanted to do the Disney Cruise Line. Yeah. So we knew exactly what we wanted to do, but the next thing was we just needed the best price. So I spent... Um, several nights online checking all different companies and I'll be honest that the travel counsellors came back with the price that was slightly better in areas than what I could find online but the prices that weren't better than I could find online were exactly the same okay so the benefit was if I booked through them I would pay less than I could do it myself and also you've got the backing of a, a company if anything goes wrong it's all at all protected or um, you've got some sort of comeback there. Yeah. I thought well, I've I've been I've I've booked it myself before where you book the um transfer coach yourself and the hotel yourself. Yeah. And then when the transfer coach doesn't turn up and you've got to buy the taxi to get to the airport in time and you've got to then claim it yourself. It's it's just hassle. So I, I decided right okay we'll get a company involved. And to be fair it would be interesting to talk to them on the show one time about how they do their business. Yeah. Um I'm going away with my in-laws this time, so we've got um, my father-in-law and mother-in-law. And one of the things the travel counsellor said was that Disney's got an offer on where if you booked your um, your room with them, you get a two hundred dollar gift card, okay. which is which is quite nice. However, she also said, well, if you make this two bookings, you'll get two two hundred dollar gift cards. I was like, excellent. So. First thing we do when we get to Florida is we're going straight down to downtown Disney to redeem our vouchers to get $400 worth of gift cards. Um, which, you know, at first we were going to book just one booking. Something that you 
you wouldn't have thought about. Um, we're going flying from Manchester, as I said, um, on Virgin. Um, I can't tell you what sort of plane it was because I don't know what sort of planes it is. All I can tell you is that I am sitting in the t top deck on the way there. Okay. I'm quite excited about that. I've never been upstairs in the airplane. You're in the little bubble at the top, aren't you? That's what That's they call what it. They call it, it yeah. the bubble. Yeah. I am scared of flying. Okay. I am not scared enough to be taking any sort of um, medication on it. However, I am bricking it. I'm a little bit like you as well. I, I hate the thought of flying. And it's once we've taken off and we're up in the air and the seatbelt signs go off and that sort of stuff, I'm usually fine. Um, but I'm, I'm equally not a fan of flying like you. But it's, it's a means to an end, you know. If I can't, yeah. if I don't fly, I'm not going to Disney World. There, there's times now I'm in that aeroplane. I'm well, let's put this. This is my routine, okay? I sit in the aeroplane. Yeah. I put my seatbelt on. I tighten it as tight as it'll go. Yeah. Because in my mind, if the plane drops down any, I won't don't want my bum to leave that seat. Yeah. Even though I don't know how much that would help in the in the worst case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, I don't want my daughter to be scared. So I'm sitting there as calm as I can look while gripping onto the armrests. Do you know, I don't know whether you've listened to any, have a search through iTunes and things like that. Some great podcasts that were done by pilots. Right. And what they do is they talk about aeroplanes and about flights and they talk about some of the sounds that you hear and those sort of things. Yeah. And one of the episodes I, I heard, and I honestly can't for the life of me remember what it was, he talked about kind of what has to happen to a plane in order for it to go wrong. And one of the things he talks about is, you, you know, you watch the wings wobble. The wings mm -hmm. can literally reach up and touch each other above the plane before they'd snap off, before they'd break off. Right. And he talks about, you know, how what turbulence is like and how turbulence affects the aeroplane and what it's, you know, it's actually it was. I found it really, really useful to listen to. And I think there was it, there was one, and he was a Virgin pilot, and he kind of said, you know, aeroplanes are like gliders, and aeroplanes don't just fall out of the sky. It, it yeah. is kind of physically impossible unless someone does something to the plane for it to fall out of the sky. And they were saying that when they used to land into Gatwick, I think it was, or something like that, about 100 miles out from Gatwick, they used yeah. to turn the engines to idle. So right. they weren't producing any power, and they would literally glide the plane into Gatwick Airport. Um and, it, you know, that's how powerful they are and that's yeah. what they can do and how good they are. So for those people who are nervous of flying, there are some podcasts and bits and pieces out there that you can find that actually I've listened to and found genuinely useful. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, th so I think it's, it's, it's one of the things that, you know, you, you can't avoid that flight to get to Florida. No, you can't. No, you can't. Um, and in, in my mind, this is the routine that I go through. I know what to expect in this flight. For example, we're on the runway full power yeah. you know the engines are roaring away and you get that sudden boost of speed where you're sort of chucked in the back of your seat and then it shoots up into the air so you push down into your seat but then there's going to be a point where it stops climbing as rapidly and it slows down and levels off and at that point you've gone from being pushed into your seat to being not necessarily weightless but all that pressure being released from you and you feel like the plane's dropping yeah and I'm, as the plane's going through these motions, that's what, this is what I'm thinking about. I'm going, right, okay, it's going to slow its engines down, it's going to level off. When, and I'm, I'm looking at all the things, and this this is how what keeps me going through the flight. And then when we're in the air, after about an hour, I can start to relax. Yeah. So so, so that is, this, I don't know this is I, worse than the roller coaster. I don't know whether I told you about my story about this, that we were on the plane and we'd gone, we were going through turbulence. And it was fairly bumpy turbulence, and the, the the 
pilot come around and said, we're going to go through some turbulence. Don't panic. Put the seatbelts on to make sure everybody's safe. Yep. So I thought, I'll just uh, I'll distract myself by putting my television on and putting some stuff on. I was like, what can I watch? You know, it doesn't really take any any effort. Uh, so I found some Big Bang Theory. I thought, brilliant. Love Big Bang Theory. Make me chuckle. Fine. Yep. And it was the episode where I think it was Sheldon and, uh, and Howard were on a plane on the way to NASA and were stuck in severe turbulence. <laughs> um... So yeah, that that really helped. <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing I could probably advise is falling asleep. Yes, which always helps. Although you could, usually that doesn't happen when you've got a small child with you. But yeah. Yeah. You, you, you panic a bit too much with a kid because you don't lose sight of them. I've seen them. I think it's called Flight Plan with them. Is it Jodie Foster? Oh, uh, is it Flight Plan or Flight Path or something like that? Yeah, whichever one's yeah. called. So um, yeah. Because so anyway, we'll we'll get out of the aeroplane. We're um, going to Port Orleans Riverside for the first week of our holiday. We're going away for two weeks, um, and I was bringing up the my, my Disney Experience app. Now I've done a lot of booking and planning with the My Disney Experience app, um, and this is the routine that I went through. Okay, we knew where we wanted to go. We'd booked it up. We knew what times we had to be at certain places. Yeah. For example, we need to be at the cruise line on a certain day. Yeah. Animal Kingdom on a certain day, so I knew where we were going to be roughly. So I then went round and thought, well, Star Wars weekend is going to be happening. Yeah. So I got my little calendar and I started to work out when to avoid Hollywood Studios. And I know a lot of people are going to love Star Wars and they're going to be heading straight there. And that, to me, is the reason why I'm not going there. Because in my mind, it's going to be busier. Yes. So I'm, I'm avoiding them at those weekends. I'm also cruising over weekend, so I'm avoiding one of the um, Star Wars weekends. And um, as I'm trying to open up my Disney Experience app, it won't load up because I've got it in um, airplane mode. Ha! Huh, that won't help then. Right, this, this is another thing which has concerned me. And while, while I'm just uploading stuff there, I started to get a bit concerned the fact that everything's on this app. And when I take every, go over to Florida, yeah. I don't really want to be charged for Roman charges. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I really want to take my phone out there just in case I get charged. And at the same time, I have been over there when I first got my iPhone that I've got at the moment. Yeah. And I lost it the first day. I left it in my rucksack. It went off to lost property and I had to try and track it down. I remember this happening, yeah. Um, the, the Disney's lost property system worked a treat and it was relocated to me. But it's another thing that I don't want to do. So this is my first crossover to my planning. That I've done, and I have printed off online a thing which has been developed by Nicola, Nicola and Fred. Nicola and Fred Thomas, yes. Yes. Um, their website, which is www.fredandnicola.co.uk, they created a sort of a, it's like a, a planning sheet, um, which has got lots of different sort of bits of paper that you can print off, which is for setting up your journal or diary, um, and sort of there's, there's ride lists of every every park, every water park. And I've printed off basically 14 days yeah. and I've brought an itinerary down. Now, this is my backup for when my phone doesn't work. Right. And also at the same time, do I really want to be taking my phone into the park? Well, the thing is, I found taking my phone to the park worked really well because of my Disney Experience stuff. It meant that I could get all my wait times while I was there. I knew where characters were. Uh, it meant I could take, I actually used my phone mostly for photos on this last trip rather than taking the massive camera mm -hmm. with me. I had stuff for video. Um, and I found it really useful to have with me when I was in the parks, if I'm honest. Well, 
when you when you're at um, say Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon, yeah, do you go on many of the rat slides? Uh, yeah, I put it. We put it in the locker. Right. Okay. Well, I've we've had a locker once um, yeah. on one of our trips, and I must admit that I generally use the high security method of putting it under a towel. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So. To me, I don't even want to bring it to the water park. I'll leave it in the hotel. Um, and, you know, this print-off calendar will give me my rundown for the day. And yeah. also, it's you know, sometimes the app's a bit slow, you know, yeah. if the Wi-Fi goes down. And the other thing, I'd also heard that there was a lot of temperamentalness about the Disney experience. Sometimes it was working great, it's, sometimes it wasn't. I think it's got better. Okay. So, I thought, well, I'll, I'll give myself a paper backup. Yeah. And then... No, also, we can sort of see what we're doing, and if we need to do any changes, we can work it out. Also, I've got all the um, reservation numbers, and etc. Yeah. Because um, it's not worse than uh, losing all that. No, that oh. is true. Okay, I'm, um, I'm still struggling to open up this thing. So I'm going to read you from my paper backup. Please, hey, that's please. a good segue. There you go. So that's, there's that, that's why I've done it. Yeah, is that just for this segment, yeah? Yeah. So, um... So I've said we've got the $200 per booking to claim from Disney. Now, what they do on a, on the um, booking sheet is it's actually a voucher that you've got to go to the World of Disney at yeah. Downtown Disney to hand in. Yeah. So that, to me, is great if you're going to go straight down to Downtown Disney. But if you're not, you're going to be halfway through your holiday before you get down there. That's true. Now, we'd said that because I've got two daughters, we're going to give them both the gift cards, and that's going to be their spending money for their holiday. Okay, fair enough. Um, they're going to go to on the first day Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Yeah. Um, which of course isn't something that you've gone to with the little boy. No, he's not not a fan. I, I can imagine. Um and we thought, you know, that would be part of their their gift card usage. Yeah. So to to know it for us to be able to do that, I've got to go straight down down to Disney to collect it. Yeah. Okay, so the first morning we're gonna go to um what well, uh, Magic Kingdom. We've got Cinderella's Royal Table as our breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, which is 20 to 9. We're going on to, our plan is to go to Gaston's Tavern for lunch. Yeah. Late lunch, because obviously we've had a big breakfast. Yeah. Um, I've got a handful of fast passes. I'm not going to itinerize all of them. Um, and also Bibbidi Bobby Boutique. Okay. Okay, and that should take us till about 6 o'clock, at which point we'll be fast asleep, being all jet lagged. Yeah. Um, I'm going to also go for my, my top tip, which I gave Adam on his last holiday. Um, in the morning, get up and take some photographs of the morning. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Uh, Adam's experience was that um, it was pitch black. So. Yes, pretty much. Um, I think it'll be that for us, but that, that's the exciting thing. I think you, you go for that nighttime walk around the resort. Oh, it was amazing. You know, I'm, I'm not, it, it was lovely to go down. and It was so early in the morning, they felt so sorry for me. They gave me free coffee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You could have had some sleeping pills instead. Yeah, but well, yeah. Uh, right, day two, we're going to head over to Epcot. We're going to go okay. to Sunshine Seasons for breakfast. Yeah. And the main reason for that is we've got a behind-the-seeds tour booked, um, which is at 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So straight into Epcot, another tour, which I've not done before. I've heard a lot about it. It should be quite exciting. Yeah. And um, we've booked a lunch, uh, a late lunch again at Coral Reef. Okay. Yeah, we've been there before, and it was quite fun. You get to see a lot of fish. Tried, you, um, you don't have to eat fish, and you certainly don't have to eat the fish that's in the tank. Okay. 
but it'll be uh, that that would be good. Be interesting if right. you could. Um, not that I would want to, because obviously I believe in animals not being caught in my vision. What, what happens in the quite kitchen's have, yeah, quite have to eat them. I just don't want to see them being caught. <laughs> yeah. Um, next day we're off to Animal Kingdom. Um, so what we were probably on Sunday, is it? No, we're on probably Monday now. Okay. Um, so Animal Kingdom, we've got in the morning. I've got booked in to do the Wild Africa trek with my daughter Imogen. Yes, she's old enough. She's old enough because we've trained her to say she's eight if she gets asked. She's um, seven and a half. So, you know, it's not a great deal of difference. However, it could be a, you know, a yeah. job's worth it. Yes. Knock us back. Um, so, yeah, we've got to get to the Animal Kingdom nice and early. I've booked the family into a load of fast passes so that we can meet up at the end of this tour. Yeah. Um, go to a restaurant, Asaurus, for lunch, um, which will be a relatively earlier lunch for us. Yeah. Um, because in the nighttime, I plan on going to Trader Sam's for four o'clock drinks because kids are allowed in at four o'clock. Yeah. And then we're going to Wohana at quarter past five. Fab. Um, I don't know what time I'm going to roll out of there, but I'm going to eat until my eyes pop out. Okay. Um, and that takes us to day five of the holiday, which we're now going to Hollywood Studios. So I've hopefully at this point missed a lot of the um, rush for Hollywood Studios. Um, we're going for... Um, I don't know, just just a, a light snacky sort of breakfast. We're not going for anything big to this day. Um, the main thing that we've book, got booked in is Mama Melrose's for our evening meal, which we've never been to, um, at 6pm for the Fantasmic Dinner Package, which is 9pm show, which, again, I've never done this package before. I was about to say, because this is sort of new that you thought you'd try this time, wasn't it? Yeah. it's um, Again, this, this holiday is a lot about trying new things. Yeah. I like there's so many times you can just go back and do the same thing over and over again, and I always try to push to do something different. Yeah. Um, I've seen Fantasmic before, however, I've not had reserved seating, and I don't know how that's going to affect my holiday. So, I'll be intrigued to hear kind of what you you say about that when you come back, but yeah. whether it was a worthwhile experience or not. Um, I, I'll, I think if you were booking it online to pay for it as a booking, I think it costs you more. Oh, okay. Um, however, as part of my dining plan, I hope it doesn't. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, next day we're up to Blizzard Beach. Um, we've done Typhoon Lagoon on the last holiday, so it's Blizzard Beach this time. We only generally do one water park day because the kids weren't really into doing water slides um, previously. My wife's not a big water slide person. I like doing water slides, but I like to do them with somebody. Not because I'm scared to go down myself, but I prefer that to stand in the queue with two hours with somebody rather than on my Yeah, fair enough. Um, so we'll see how that one turns out. Imogen's got a bit more excited this time. She's she's scared to do a water slide at first by herself. If you manage to get her on it, you can't get them off it. So, yeah. you know, it could be fun. Um, but we've got the Hoop-de-Doo review booked for the night time. And I've just remembered something else to touch on here. I'm just going to add this into my notes here. Yeah. Um, Hoop-de-Doo review. I've been to Mickey's Backyard Barbecue last time. And one of the things that surprised me the most about Mickey's Backyard Barbecue was that it included free alcohol. Yes. Now, Disney, to me, is generally about control of the alcohol. Um, if you bought a cocktail or a bottle of wine, it is very expensive. But to include this in this dining package, it was, it was a revelation for me. And it was very, very free-flowing at Mickey's Backyard Barbecue. Yes. I imagine it to be very similar at the Hoop-de-Doo review. 
I know that it, the drink is included. That is beer, wine, and soft drinks. Mm -hmm. um, so we will see how that goes. Hopefully it'll go well. Um, he says. He says, I'm, I'm not a big drinker, to be honest. And this is what I'm going to touch on at the end with me. Um, one of my notes I just added. Um, next day, which is day seven, we're going to Main Street Bakery for breakfast. We're going off to Be Our Guest restaurant yep. for lunch, which we pre-booked as an ADR. Yeah. Um, and our last night, we're going to go and try and see Yeehaw Bob at the Riverside Roost. Okay, sounds good. Uh, because I've been before. We went once and we got there really early, got a table. It was brilliant. It was just me and Catherine. Went last time, ended up late, stand by the bar and the kids were a bit tired. And as it's our host resort, I thought, well, you know, the last night we're going to be there. We'll get there early, have a in, and I'm dancing with Yeehaw Bob. So you have, have you, you've not seen Yeehaw Bob before, you say? Yeah, I have. I've seen him twice before, but okay. one, it was just me and Catherine. Um, and great show, about an hour. We didn't oh, okay. stay too long. Um, the second time, we had to, wasn't any seating available yeah. for us. Uh, Yeehaw Bob's great. I can't recommend going to see for some people. It's not big. He really is fantastic to go and see. There was a, an article written by, it might be, probably, maybe it's only two or three weeks ago. Yeah. And it listed the top 10 things he's at Disney World. Bob was one of them. Imagine he's going to be busier than ever, and he was already busy. So it's going to be bedlam. Okay. So the next day, we're going to the Disney Dream. We're heading off to the Disneyland Cruise Lane for um, our three-night Bahamas cruise. I've never done a Disney cruise before. I've never done a cruise I've before. Never done a cruise before, have you? No. This is sort of like a tester, test the water. We've never been on a boat that is bigger than a ferry across to Paris or France. We were very, very seasick when we did that. Yeah. I would like to think this is going to be a totally different experience. Okay. However, if it's not, I've only got three nights to endure it. No, you'll love it. Honestly, you know, there's a lot of people who've never been on cruises before who panic about whether or not they're going to enjoy this visit for me. And you will absolutely love it. I think you've made the right choice of going with somebody like Disney's your first cruise. It's family orientated. There's something for the kids. There's something for you. Uh, more so than there are with some other companies that you could go with. So it's, you've definitely, yeah. you know, gone for the right option. Um, the other thing I'm going to say is I've I asked for a lot of advice. I asked um, Craig Duncan. Yeah. Um, obviously, Craig Duncan associated with the show. And we spoke to Len Tester on a previous show. And a lot of people have said to us, get to the boat as early as you can. Yes. Because you've, you've paid for it. And, you know, the more time you're not on the boat, the more experience. Now, I agree more. when I booked in, you could you do online check-in. Yeah. Checking in. Yeah. It was, I think it was or 11.30. Yeah. Be able to have my lunch with me, but I've ordered Disney's transfer bus. Right now, this is where I believe my mistake is. First of all, booking um, for more than well four people or more, yeah, but more expensive than a private hire bus. Yes, coach transfer, yes. private hire taxi, um, and although it might be only forty dollars on, on the on four people, and uh, we've got six people on our booking so we, we could have probably saved maybe $150 something like that also the buses that you get to go to the cruise ship are generally the ones that have come from the cruise ship yeah so they can be, so yeah. yeah so they're ferrying people back from the cruise ship so you've got to wait for that to turn up now clock stroke 11 30 check-in time that we've opted for 
turns out that there's a good chance that the bus won't pick me up from my hotel until 12, 12.30. So... Sure. Well, no, they should they should arrive early enough for you to get there for 11 and 30. We've never used the, the transportation. Well, we've always sort of had a car when we've been there and around. So we've mm -hmm. actually used the car and taken it up and parked it in the car park that's on site. That's literally a stone's throw from the terminal itself. Right. Um, and parked there and had absolutely no problems whatsoever. I think, it, you know, if, if, if I was doing it again, from what I know from my experience of the booking and what I've found out since... I probably would have done a private hire thing. Yeah. However, there's also something that's convenient about, you know, it's it's all linked into Disney. If anything goes wrong, get shouted at. I'm, I'm not expecting things to go wrong, by the way. Um, Sorry. I say. It could do, you don't know. Um, on, on the cruise ship, we're, we're calling it Nassau, which we've been to before on a, um, our honeymoon. Yeah. So I'm not even going to get off the boat there. No, fair enough. Um, Castaway K, I'm going to get off there. I'm going to do the 5K run. I think it starts about 8.30 in the morning. Um, I'm not sure what happens with breakfasts on that day. You know, I'm on not really going to want to... On the final day? On the, on the Castaway K day, because, you know, you if I'm going for a run... Want. Yeah, you can choose to have breakfast whenever you want to. You will be... Yeah, you'll be getting up early, won't you? So you'll probably go back to the boat for some breakfast, I would think. Yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to work something out because obviously I don't want to run on a, a full stomach. No, not a good idea. Um, and then the next day we're back home to yes. Disney World, which we're booking to the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, we haven't really got much booked in on the Animal Kingdom Lodge Thursday because I don't know we're going to go to the Animal because it's hotel. But on the night time, me and my wife are going to be going to the Yachtsman Steakhouse. I love the Yachtsman Steakhouse. Have you been before? Yes. We haven't. A good steak. Really? Yeah. What's yeah. the yachts like? The yachts aren't so good, to be honest. A bit tough on the old sails, but the steaks are alright. Good stuff. Um, so yeah, we, we'll be heading off to the Yachtsman Steakhouse for what we call our date night. <laughs> okay. We've passed the kids off that night to yeah. my mother-in-law. Yeah. Um, and we can then stop out, have some fun down at the boardwalk. And the plan is to head into Jelly Rolls. Again, something I've never done before. Okay. Yeah, but I'd be interested to hear about Jelly Rolls because it's one of those things that we've always meant to do, never had time um, to do. I do get experience of when I go out with things. We go out and, has and fall asleep. Literally, we do. That's no lie. To Epcot, we're going for Tepanido for lunch. That was a late booking for me, actually, because I was trying to pace things. Yeah. I didn't knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't want to book too much in. But then I thought... I'm, I'm going to just have to do everything, otherwise I'm going to regret not doing it. Okay. 120 Tepanido. Uh -huh. And then at 8 at night, we're booked into Beer Garden, our evening meal. Again, right, so I'll be intrigued to see what your response is to that and what you think of it. I need to do beer games. And I've had it. And I, so it's it's one of those ones where it's like, why why do I keep... To me, it's, it doesn't sound that exciting, but I hear people have been and they love it. Just the fact there's an umpar band there, that's got to be good. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what that's like. I want to drink some some beer in a big big glass as well. Okay. Um, so that's 10 to 8. In theory, the fireworks are at 9 o'clock at Epcot. So hopefully we'll get out to see that. And that brings us on to the next day. Boma for breakfast. That's all I've got booked in. You know, very the holiday's becoming a bit easier. We've got there. You mentioned before. Didn't me. Night. However, okay. during my struggling to get a book in. 
And again, when I found out literally tonight that it was now available on the ADR system, I couldn't get a booking at the boat house. So I imagine it's going to be packed all the time. I would guess so. So that that's a rundown of me. Yeah. They've got it listed on their freebie site, which is on the there's a column on the right hand side of their homepage. Um, really useful. Another website I used was Plans, obviously on top of uh, Disney. Of um, and now I used Tour and Plans to to use their crowd calendars. Okay. Um, you know, I've I've not chosen to go on my holiday because of their crowd calendars. However, I've chosen which parks I go to based upon their crowd calendar days. So based on on what the most up to date is on touring plans. Yeah. Okay. So a day than the other three parking. That's I choose my days. Um, and also one of the things I've used. I know I'm talking a lot today. Is um, they've got a room request service if you're a subscriber oh, to touring plans. Oh, this is great. I think Glenn touched upon it and he mentioned about you can view any of the rooms around the resorts because they've gone around all the rooms and they've photographed views from the balconies mm. and I thought this was brilliant. And then on the on a recent episode that we had with him, he said that we can go online and you can choose the room that you'd like to be stopping at. Glenn, I don't know if it's him personally, but he faxes the resort. It's basically, I think, a system they've got that does it automatically. I don't think he sits there and physically does it for you. He's got 400 sheets of paper yeah. sort of top-loading it through the machine. He's basically what previously used to be able to get a code that was, I don't know, 30 long or 64 characters long, and you'd you'd email or you'd fax Disney yourself. Well, now Tour and Plans do that for you. Subscribe. Yeah. Um, so it was additional to what I knew all I was expecting from Tour and Plans. And, you know, at the end of the day, we'll see how that turns out. I've gone to two different resorts. I've requested two different areas that I want to be stopping in. Um, and also my in-laws are a second booking with them. So we'll see how it goes, whether it works out or not. Um, at the end of the day, it is a request. It's not a sudden. I was touching upon about the cost of drinking in Disney. Mm. And I got a car. We started to think of workouts, getting British consumption alcohol. Right. Yes. So a delivery from Garden Grocer. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever used them before or not. I know of them, but I've never used them. Well, you can. It's it's basically like doing your online shopping, but we've basically ordered about twenty bottles of wine and some crates a lot. Okay. Um, reading through this, this we did a lot of research into this. If you order alcohol, you're of a certain age, obviously. Yeah. If you are stopping at any other resort other than Disney, you have to be in your room. Okay, so you need to meet the delivery driver. Right, okay. If if you're stopping at Disney, delivery services. Even if you're in your room, it goes to Bell Services. And you have to either room. You don't have to deliver. That's the first thing. Second, being from the UK, they need to check that you are of the right age yeah so first thing they do is they request that you email a copy of your passport okay so we, we did that within 10 minutes of placing the booking we had a phone call to check our date of birth so they were double checking it there and i'm guessing that the day that it arrives at disney's um port Orleans, it'll be um like party central in the air uh, bell services we'll they'll be expecting their um the invites to our room party. Do you reckon? Yeah, this is all about. They basically just want an invite. Well, t- 20, 20 bottles of wine. Yeah. 
we, we, we did a bit of a calculation to how many we would need. And to be fair, I, I don't think I'm going to be drinking that much because we're going to hoop de do review drink yeah. and we're doing stuff. I want to go to Trader Sam's. I don't want to sit in my hole. I want to be having fun. Um, but when you go on the cruise ship, I believe you can carry a small amount of alcohol. You can, yeah. You can take a small amount on with you. Well, you can be aware that if you try and take the bottles with you into um, dinner, then they'll charge you corkage. But if you walk in with a glass of wine, if you order glasses through room service, mm-hmm. fill up your glass of wine and walk in with your glass of wine in the hand, they don't know yep. where that's come from, so they won't charge you for that. Right, okay. Well, that's what I've... And I think we're going to aim for a bottle per couple per night. Okay. Okay, so that'll be potentially up to six bottles we would take on that cruise ship. Um, and now the, the Disney have said in their small print a reasonable amount. Or, yes. So I think that's a reasonable amount. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with them if they say it's not. But that's one of the things we're doing. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm not sure how we're going to get the remainder over to the Animal Kingdom, but that's something we'll cross when we get there. Um, photo passes. This is something that I'm going to be having to tackle when I get over there. We've ordered the My Memory Maker Plus, whatever it's called. Yeah. Whatever it's called now it used to be the old Photo Pass system. Is it Photo Pass Plus Plus Memory plus, Maker plus 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 something like that. Um. I paid twenty odd dollars for a card to be posted to me. Yeah. On t- on top of the ninety dollars it is, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and you assign, assign it to your my Disney Experience account, and then it's assigned to you. Yes. Now I want it to be assigned to my family. So in order to do that, you've got to then put the codes that are apparently on the magic bands to your family. Oh, to your, to your my memory maker. I believe you can do it later on. I I, I'm guessing you do it online. Yeah, you do it online. Yeah, definitely online. Well, I'm I'm going to try and do it as soon as we book in. Okay. Now, this is again the small print I've read is that you can have up to eight um, magic bands assigned to a, a memory maker yeah. account. Now, when we go to Port Orleans, we'll be as twelve magic bands. I need to make sure that I'm only assign them to eight. Because oh, if, if I assign some someone from the first holiday on it, are their photos going to be deleted if I reassign them? That's a very good question. I suppose one you'll have to ask front desk when you arrive. Um, or am I able to, for example, get the kids' magic band to be stayed to keep the same from the first holiday to the second holiday? I don't know the answer but, to that. That's a good question. So I'll, I'll cross that one when we get there. Um, and the final thing I'm going to touch upon is a little little bit of, of website that I've heard about and I think it's actually going to be quite useful. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're getting these gift cards, $200. If you go on the official Disney gift card website, I'm going to tell you what it's called. It's uh, DisneyGiftCard.com. You can go to their manage part of the website, which so forward slash manage, and you can type in your gift card in the security code and it'll tell you what the balance is. Now, the reason I think that's useful is if these if my kids are gonna be going around carrying these gift cards all around the resort and using it for pack the crisps here or some sweets or some little bits and pieces, I can then keep track of what is on these two gift cards. That's a very good point, you can. And um, you know, at the end of the day if I don't use it all, 
and I bring some of it home, I can remember when the next time I go, yeah. I've got some money left on that card. Yes, good thinking. So uh, I've now created that as a little icon on my iPhone. Cool. So, so that's that pretty much it, I suppose, for me, Holes. Okay, sounds good. So um, we'll basically uh, catch up with you in a couple of weeks' time, once you've returned, and find out how it went and, and what happened and uh, what you learnt from it. And it'd be interesting because this is your first real experience with my, my Magic uh, Plus, with all your Fast yeah. Pass Plus and all that sort of stuff. So I'd be intrigued to see what you think of it as uh, uh, as a visitor this time. Yeah. I, I managed to get on a Fast Passes, by the way. Oh, fab. That's good. So at least you got those then. She didn't want to clue cube several hours to, uh, to see them. Yeah. Right. Well, in that case, that's the end of the show. I think for this week, which means if it's the end of the show, it's time for this. Right then, so thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we will be back next week with Disney Brit Bites. We're going to be talking Tomorrowland, the movie, on the next Disney Brit Bites. And uh, hopefully most of you will have seen it by then. If you haven't seen it, then don't listen into it until you have seen it, because there's going to be loads of spoilers and all that sort of stuff. Seems to be a little bit of contro controversy over the film about some people saying it's great, and some people it isn't, and whether or not it's got... People are missing maybe the point of the film, etc. So we'll be talking about that next week. Of course, you can keep up to date with us. Go to DisneyBrit.com. You can also go to Facebook.com forward slash DisneyBrit. You can go to Twitter, which is at DisneyBrit. And if you've got any emails you want to send us, any comments, questions, suggestions, you want to put yourself forward for the next DisneyBrit episode in a couple of weeks' time when we're going to do a bit of an extended version of Disney's Ultimate Attraction, uh, then you can email us radio at DisneyBrit.com. Um, have I missed anything? Oh, the uh, running team, of course. Uh, if you want to join the running team, you can go over to facebook.com forward slash DisneyBrit running team. You can sign up to our newsletter at DisneyBrit.com forward slash DBRT. And of course, you can sponsor all of our efforts just giving.com forward slash DisneyBrit running team. Um, also, yes. we'd like to thank um, Georgie Marks. She's oh, yes. cleared up um, something for us. We um, weren't really sure what the meal was between lunch and dinner. And it's tea, apparently. It's tea, you so wazzock. Yeah, as she said. I have not heard that word so long. Right, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Have a great week. For those of you in the UK, have a lovely bank holiday. We will see you in a week's time. Till then, see ya. Gosh, everybody! <laughs> that was swell!